Sometimes what's best for the players, the players don't like, right? But what we do is going to be uh, in your best interest. The purpose of our program, we're going to take a holistic approach. We're going to find every way possible, every means possible to serve your heart, not your talent. That's real. That's relational, not transactional. Brent Venables hitting all the points yesterday and talking about what Oklahoma football is going to look like under his watch. Welcome back in to the Plank Show right here on the Home of Sooner fans. All right, let's hit some highlights from the BV press conference yesterday. Again, now we wait to see a couple of things, right? Quick checklist. You brought this up next hour. What are the? Th- let's just do three things here real quick. You give one, I'll give one. Let's do four, so that way we both have to do a little work here. Boom, 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 boom. Four things right off the top of the list. Josh, number one. Fill out the coaching staff. Got to get that accomplished, and I think offensive coordinator is first on the list. Number two, find out who's in, who's out. Right? You don't want to rush a kid's decision, but inside that room, on the recruiting side of things, are you with us or are you moving on? And if you're moving on, understand, best of luck wherever you go. You've seen a few guys on Twitter, I think, Danny Stutzman affirmed his commitment. A lot of guys, actually a lot of dudes, have affirmed their commitment to sticking around. You mentioned the two tight ends on the recruiting side. It's just, you know, signing. Caden Helms, Jason Llewellyn. Yeah, exactly. Um, It's just signing day is, it's right around the corner. You know, we're looking at, you know, back in the day when you had until that first week in February. I mean, it's, I think. Why do they keep taking the calendar off the wall? It's a week from tomorrow. Thank you. December 15th. <laughs> You're much better at this than I am. There's usually a calendar that's right behind Josh that for some reason during our show is always gone. I have no idea why, but it's always gone. Um, but December 15th. And signing day is right around the corner. So no, one staff, two who's in, who's out. Um, can I add one thing to staff, though? Yes. That goes beyond just coaches, right? You know, who's going to be – you know, your your ops, some administrative roles, uh, quality control. Somebody – oh, sorry. Somebody Sniper. somebody texted us this. Have they hired a new strength and conditioning coach? No. No. So, I mean, add that to the staffing. Can I – I am i don't know if this dude wants to do it, and if he's listening, he needs to text me quickly and tell me to stop. But they've got the next great strength and conditioning coordinator on staff. They've got Scotty Kolak. And Scotty's been there and understands every way. Scotty Kolak's a name you might not know, but he is a super dude. And I I, I know, so I don't want a super dude is the – we had a super dude and look what happened. We're soft. I understand that. I get that. But Scott is someone who has now learned from the best. And – has done a incredible job. Um, but to me, I think that he'd be a, a really great choice if you just if you're in the mindset of saying, hey, next man up. Because I think he'd be great. Now, if he doesn't want to be the director, uh, and maybe because he was here when Brent was here, hell, he might have been here from just about day one because Scotty was over at basketball. Who are you searching right now? Who are you looking for? Trying to find the assistant strength coach at Texas A&M. Well, it was Russ for a while. 
I don't know if he's still there or not, but um, I, I I don't know if that would necessarily Russell Dennison. Yeah, is there some people that think it's going to be Russ? Uh, I had a couple of folks that that had asked about Russ is an if that was a possibility. Russ is an awesome guy. I don't think he's going to be the next strength coach at OU. He's one of my favorite guys on the planet. I don't think that's happening. I think you look inside. You got you've got three dudes, and I, I apologize. There was a new guy that came in this year. I didn't get to know real well, but in Scotty Kolak, in Caesar Martinez, and I don't know why I'm completely blanking on the third guy. He just had a baby. Caesar just had a baby. So Brian Keegan's. Those are three really sharp dudes that all have kind of their own way. That would be great. Uh, listen, I'm bogging down here on our conversation, but you get my. I'm saying you got a dude there in Scotty Kolak that looks the part, gets the part, players respect, gets results, and I think Brent likes him too. But I could be off. And Brent talked about that yesterday. That I mean, even though we're seeing the turnover here with the de- defensive staff. There's options right here at home to, yeah. to oh, fill absolutely. out your staff. And who knows? I mean, maybe Venables has a different direction. He wants the strength and conditioning to go. Maybe there's somebody he's already got earmarked from his time at Clemson. I, I don't know. So, you say staff, and we I circled back. I, um, I added who's in, who's out. What would you say number three on our four important things checklist right away? Well, this this probably goes into – who's staying, who's going, but finalizing the 2022 class. I mean, this is right here upon us, and it's time to get to work on it very quickly. Agreed. Agreed. Matt, you're you're absolutely one bazillion percent right. You know, this is something that is a week from tomorrow. Hey, welcome to the job. Listen, you got to go sign like 15 guys. You got to get it now. Um, Fourth is – I don't know if the term would be initializing or instituting or setting the plan. What's the plan? And I think when I say that, it's very generic, but it's very true. All right? What is – what's going to be different with how Brad Camp sets up things equipment-wise or in how uh, Brent Cardwell and his crew does the video side of things or – you know, the strength. And I, I feel like all of these kind of go together. But what's the foundation of this going to look like? We hear it, and it sounds great, and it's awesome. But what what is it truly going to look like? And how do you execute it? There's a lot of interconnectivity with, with right. all of these. But, you know, next for me, and again, interconnectivity, relationship building. Just the, the general Absolutely. relationship building. And, and that's – with the staff that you bring in, that's with the players that say, hey, coach, I'm on board. I'm sticking around. Crimson and Cream is in my future. That's with whatever the 2022 recruiting class winds up being. That's with what you hope the 2023 class turns into. But getting getting uh, to work on the relationship-building aspect of taking over as Oklahoma's new head football coach. Couldn't agree more. All right, so – Let's hit a couple of things that really stood out from yesterday. I, I, by the way, I did like <laughs> something cracked me up with the media yesterday. Did you catch it too? Where it, it's almost like he acknowledged one person early on. 
that said, welcome back. He's like, oh, hey, I think it was Jen Jenny. Good, good to see you again. So every single person then said, hey, welcome back, Coach. Good to have you back. Great to have you back, Coach. And, I mean, I don't, maybe there was like a visual nod or something, but most of it was just, what's your question? <laughs> right. I think everyone was like, hey, Josh, it's so good to see you again. And, like, nobody got it. <laughs> so I was just cracking up over that. I'd be guilty of that, too. It's like, hey, welcome back. Brandy might look at me like, you're the guy that just out of nowhere grabbed me at the Insight Bowl and said we're doing an interview? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Who are people? you? Some of you faces I remember, most of you I do not. But with that in mind, I thought Kerry Murdoch asked a fantastic question to wrap up the presser yesterday. And I, I don't think it would do justice without having Kerry's full question in it, too. How much of a, a difficult balance is individual achievement versus team achievement in college football now? And is that one of the bigger battles that you fight? Yeah. And again, I think it goes, uh, that's, a, that's a great question. And, um, a, a critical, um, hard to gauge, right? Uh, they're not, you know, you're not getting that on a stopwatch, and um, that's a, a, a real critical component. And again, I think it goes back to that recruiting aspect. I'm really trying to find out who they are as people, and that's not like this is um, earth revelating or this is new, but I think the way the landscape of recruiting in college football is a sooner rather than later mindset. And um, really, the, the freshman or the sophomore doesn't really understand what the scholarship is. They just want to know you. They got street cred with you, that you like them. That's what an offer is. And so to me, that's devaluing the offer. And uh, so, again, I, I think it comes to go back to that, having value on your offer, what it really means. When you put your name on it as a, as a, as a program and an organization, then you're saying this guy's got it, all of it. Doesn't mean you're never going to make mistakes or misevaluate somebody, but if they don't have the character character component, if they don't have the team first component, if they don't have uh, the mature component, um, uh, all those things. There's, I mean, keep going down that list of of you know the the intangibles. Then then you know we need to move on, despite what everybody else is doing. So it's easy uh, in this uh, profession and the recruiting world to. Uh, just to, to offer to offer, and um, you know that's not who we're going to be. And that when we when we 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 offer someone, we've actually seen an academic transcript. They've actually played a couple of years of high school football, varsity football. You know they they uh, they possess the you know intrinsic qualities that we're looking for that that fit our culture and our values. And uh, if it's if it's somebody that's not a team guy, no matter what his talent, then we're that's not us. Uh, we're moving on. You don't need that. You recruit your problems. You, 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 and so, um, again, just empowering our, our coaches in their evaluation process, it's more woe than go. And, uh, and that's not the nature of, of college recruiting right now. So uh, if it's, um, if, you know, they have the, the mega camps everywhere, for example. I You're not going to see the Oklahoma, not as long as I'm here, the Oklahoma logo at the mega camps. If, if, if we got to go to a mega camp in San Antonio to uh, get you interested in Oklahoma, so you're not going to come to our campus and see us, to the Oklahoma camp on our campus, then you're not coming here for, for three or four years anyway if it's too much of an inconvenience. So we want to, you know, it's kind of like uh, Rolls-Royce. You don't see Rolls-Royce commercials everywhere, ever, do you? You don't see it, commercial. And, and I'm not saying this in an egotistical way, 
but the Oklahoma and its rich history and tradition and the success takes a back seat to nobody. And um, so we shouldn't have to go and, you know, to across the country and uh, to the, the mega camps where there's 600 kids and, you know, 30 colleges. You really can't do a good evaluation to get to know them anyway. Uh, we don't need to do that. And um, so rely on that as well to attract the best of the best, uh, you know, on and off the field. Pretty deep, right? Go ahead and drop that mic, Coach. You don't think he has a focused recruiting mindset? You don't think that he's hashed through the kind of players he wants in Norman and and what it's going to look like for him as a head football coach and the kind of players he wants here? Holy smokes, that was awesome, man. Right? I love that. Yeah, there's a plan there that you can – Come see us. If you want to be a part of Oklahoma football, you know who Oklahoma football is. We don't have to go to a mega camp, uh, flash our logo around to try and attract top flight talent. You know Oklahoma. I loved it. I loved everything about it. All right. Um, anything else you want to – I'm going to take a break here and then drop a little bit more audio when we get back, including what he said about the coaching staff, a little bit from Josie on the process. Underrated great moment yesterday was just to kind of break down the fourth wall. When OU does press conferences, you know, they they wisely have decided to have a mediator and Mike Calc always mediates them. So you'll have people that if they don't email the day before might raise their hand to let them know that they have a question and Michael Mike Calc will take the the notes of who raised their hand. And le- legit Josh, one of the most underappreciated moments yesterday was when Joe C started talking and when he goes why why are they why are they raising their hands right now? <laughs> I, I, he was so puzzled, wasn't he? <laughs> that was I, I loved it so much because it was such a pure moment in this whole process to where we do that all the time, right? That's 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 every day. But you know, Joe sees there and is like, oh, oh, okay, all he right, said, let's roll on. Sorry, I didn't get that memo. I was I was gonna call on you guys. I thought that was fantastic. He says I, I, I am a professor, so I see people raising their hands. Joe Clutch, Joe C. All right, um, do you want to? You want, we, we're going to break here? Or what do you think? You want to play more audio? It's up to you. I say we break. We're like right on Let's time. hit it, T.O., and let's come back and, and share more. I mean, there was so much good stuff yesterday. The Everest Center celebration. Very just cool. that one clip. It, it, we posted it on the Sports Talk 1400 Twitter page, which uh, all of you should be following, and you should download the Sports Talk 1400 app so you can stream us worldwide anywhere you may be at any time for free. But, uh, I mean – Yesterday was just an awesome day all yeah. around. I mean, it was a celebration. I continue to be struck by just the jubilation yeah. that Brent Vittables has to have this opportunity, and I thought that really, again, was on display yesterday. Quick break, so we're back with more Coach Venables next. Firehouse subs, top five stories today, including a very weird Monday night football game to talk about from last night. Sean McDermott throwing a little f- f- shade of – Bill Belichick afterwards? I had a good night. We'll talk about it all on the Plank Show next. Everything ran together during that commercial break. Sorry. I got caught up in editing audio, fixing the TVs, getting coffee. It's kind of wild. Kind of wild. All right. I... I think that before I get to Bill, I want to play two quick pieces of audio. And by the way, you can jump in here at 405 329 
405-329-9000. You brought it up, the tweet, the audio that we threw out from yesterday. Wait. Okay, hold on a second. Pause. Pause the show. Because I just went on our sports talk account. Toby's getting to do a show from Tally's on Friday? He is. Awesome. That'll be great. Hit, hit up Tally's, man. It's a great place to have breakfast. All right. Um, here is what Brent Venable said yesterday that I think you probably could have heard people cheering anywhere across the city of Norman, Tulsa, Oklahoma City. Anywhere Sooner fans live when Brent Venable said this at the celebration. We will employ an exciting, fast, explosive, and diverse offense combined with a physical, punishing, relentless, suffocating defense. (laughs) Yes, that was well received. He got looked up and that wasn't fake crowd noise. That was legit the response whenever he talked about what this defense is going to be. It's pretty awesome. I, I just... I was talking about this with KJ before she left off the air. I thought the celebration was amazingly well put together, right? The aesthetics of it. You had the two jumbo screens. You had the backlight on the championship banners. You had the championship trophies with the national title trophies, uh, the uh, seventh one, the most recent one, right in front of the podium. You had the Jordan shoes. Dude, it was well done. It was a big league presentation. By the way, I did also, during that commercial break, go back and look at a minor league presentation in Los Angeles. What? I can't do it hey, again. Okay. I can't do it. I have a serious question before I play what Brent Venable what said about What was Kim. that? What? Thank you. Was that? Uh, was he doing like a TV show or what was going on? Um, I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't his introductory press conference, so... I don't know if they said, "Huh, look what Oklahoma just did. We need to do something for Brent or for Lincoln Riley." Did you notice too at the end of that cut? If you watch it all the way through, they didn't know their mics were hot either. Oh, really? Yeah. So at the end of all of that, there's like a discussion. Hey, uh, can you hear me? We need another microphone. We need another headset. I mean, it was just a complete disaster. I I, I say this. Is not a shot, just so you guys know. I don't think Lincoln doesn't dig that kind of stuff. He's not a big rah-rah guy. No, and he looked very uncomfortable throughout to, that. The Lincoln Riley that I I never really got to know, but the guy that I was around liked coaching, X and Oing, Cruton, and then going home to be with his wife and his daughters. Generally speaking, I don't think many coaches enjoy that type <laughs> of setting. There's a very small handful. There's like Pete Carroll, and that's about it. <laughs> that's it. All right, it, real quick before I get to the phones, here's what Brent Venables – this is a combo. So, Brent Venables, this was a really good question by Eric Bailey. Brent Venables was asked about the communication with Caleb Williams, and then Joe C. was asked about the process and if Brent Venables was his number one choice from day one. First, uh, Coach V on uh, Caleb Williams. I have spoken to Caleb, um, reached out to him and his father yesterday, and uh, connect with his father here later. Uh, Whether it's Caleb or anybody else, you know, everybody – Talks about recruiting and going to get the next class and the next class after that even. 
there's there's nobody that's more important to recruit than your players every day. And you do that with relationships. Uh, you do that with connectivity. Um, uh, you got to, again, uh, reach them the right way and um, always be, whatever, on guard, if you will, uh, with, again, the, the – um, uh, the ability that we as as adults, uh, we've we've laid out there. There's no there's no um, there's no reason for pause, and uh, we've all been 17, 18, 19 year old uh, young people. There's a reason that insurance for a 17 year old is a lot more expensive than it is 24 year old. It's called judgment, and uh, so again, there's no reason to pause. And you know, uh, so the portal's a very real thing. You know, with with uh, all of your players, but. Uh, that I've always believed in, in continuing to nurture your relationships. Uh, don't get uh, so caught up in the recruiting that you lose sight of what's most important and what's in your locker room because it's the lifeblood of your, your program. Joe. So, uh, Eric, uh, Coach was uh, my first call, but uh, I, I think, and he would agree, um, I owe it to the University of Oklahoma and to him and his candidacy to uh, have a process, and a, a process is all-encompassing, and there are many facets of it. And you know, in the end, regardless of what decision we make, it it fortifies, it validates, it clarifies everything um, about what is needed in leadership, alignment, commitment, structure, support. And how we're going to go about doing this together, because that's what it's all about at the University of Oklahoma. So I know sometimes people think, well, there's that person. They're right there. Why don't you just go hire them? Well, you know, sometimes and occasionally there may be a reason why you just do it instantaneously, because you've been with them and watched them. And it just in that situation, it might have made sense. But that doesn't mean it makes sense in every situation. And I think... Uh, in this case, the process itself was important, and we moved it quickly. And the other part is, uh, and we weren't just dealing with the process of hiring a coach. Obviously, you know, we didn't expect to be in a coaching search a week ago, and uh, we had to deal with all the other, um, I guess you could say, connectivity to what that change meant, players coaching staff, university, fans, everybody had a reaction to it, and we're managing that. At the same time, we're trying to put the focus on, um, on the coaching search. So the process, in this case, you really, you really have to follow it, and it, it really makes the, the decision you make so much stronger. There's your answer to the why did it take so long. You hired a head coach for the University of Oklahoma in like eight days. USC was open since September. LSU. Since October. You know, I just, I, I think the people that, listen, I'm not saying they're dummies, but I think if you're panicking after like not two days, it, they didn't feel like they had a Marcus Freeman on the staff. And if you want to say, well, I they still ended up getting your guy, I think you have to do your due diligence. I think Joe's right. It's the early signing period. Oh, exactly. The panic from the yeah. early signing period. Everybody, get this done. Get this done. Well, the hiring of Brent Venables is more important than any one five-star recruit or a collection of recruits in this class. 
this is bigger than that. This is the future of your football program. You want to make sure you get it right. So you you do take a little bit of time through the process. And obviously, here you are, eight days later, nine days now. You've got your head football coach. Life goes on. Everything's yep. everything's okay. Everything is okay. I did laugh at Toby Rowland's tweet. We have used the phrase due diligence more than ever before this week. Yeah. We, we've we set a record on that one. Fun presser. Do you want to get Bill in here real yeah, quick? Yeah, let, uh, let's Bill, do. Bill's been you. waiting patiently. Thank you for your patience, Bill. What's going on, man? Welcome to the Plank Show. Not much. A couple of things. Is Kevin not going to be retained? Josh, give him your theory on that. I don't think so, no. I, I think the entirety of the defensive coaching staff is getting replaced here, and theory reasoning behind that is the decommitments. Uh, I, I think Gabriel Brownlow-Dindy gives you a, a pretty good indication that that's not going to wind up being the case. Uh, how soon do you think, and I know Brent knows very well what he's doing, but when will we get his staff in? Good question. Uh, I think it's going to be a process. I do. And I know that everyone looks at next – is it Wednesday? or Yeah, next Wednesday, yep. signing day. Week, week from uh, tomorrow. I, I just – a lot of times, Bill, you won't see assistant coaches make moves until after signing day. And that's what kind of makes this tough in the timing of it. So I think you're going to learn about the offensive coordinator really quick. And I think you're going to learn about the defensive coordinator really quick. But I don't know – as far as the rest of the defensive staff, it's something that will truly get nah, – I could be wrong. You know, the timing might be, hey, we want to come, Coach. We're ready, and it's knocked out by the end of the week. But I think it's going to be a process, especially with the timing of signing day. One other thing, the, the coach at Utah, I think the mutual weasel is going to find out he's going to be his nightmare if well, he doesn't retire anywhere soon. I, listen, I, Bill, thanks for your phone call. Boy, Steely's name is really sticking, oh, isn't yeah. it? The mule shoe weasel. It has taken oh on gosh. a life of its own. God, well done, Tebow. <laughs> Tebow is the other one that Fuller. I, can I? What you'll have to tell me. What, but the Tebow one is. I've had several people. It's like, what does that even mean? I'm well, like, just look at the initials for yeah, the Tebow. Fuller. Oh, really? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Ding, okay. Ding, ding. Okay. Yeah. 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 Here's the thing. He's uh, on Kyle Whittingham. First of all, Kyle Whittingham's not going anywhere for a while, so he's not going to retire or go anywhere. The dude uh, – so, D, you know, DJ Gasso is out there at Utah, and I, I, and I haven't had a chance to talk to DJ uh, about Kyle Whittingham, but I've had some other friends who have played for him and have worked around him, and they said the dude is all football all the time, and that is he just loves football. What is Oregon going to do? I mean, that's a, a massive shift in the conference there where it looked like Cristobal had some momentum. Yeah. Uh, obviously, disappointing finish to this season when it looked like you had a college football playoff berth potentially within your grasp. Obviously, you know, huge win to begin the year at Ohio State. Yeah. I mean, that's a big Dude, opening. It took – and by the way, OU losing Lincoln Riley to Oregon. I'm sorry, to USC. I was looking <laughs> Correct, at Correct, yes. I'm an old man. OU losing Lincoln Riley to USC is is a big deal and a big get for the Pac-12. But they were just kneecapped by the ACC and Miami. So, you know, for every amazing positive that you get with Lincoln Riley going to USC and what's going to be a rebuild, right? It's not going to be a 
and you're back, they, they'll they be able to bring some ballers in and they're going to get some talent, but it's going to take a moment for Lincoln Riley to get there. But, I mean, now Oregon, who was, until they played Utah, in position to go through the playoffs this year, they just lost Mario Cristobal. And this was my big thing for everyone that was like, oh, well, they need to go talk to a sitting head coach. All right, who would you want over Ren Venables? Right, Matt Campbell. I mean, this is a guy that just went out there and 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 had one of his less impressive seasons with one of his best rosters. Right? You okay, Dave Aranda? Teddy brought this up the other day, and it was an aha moment for me, Josh Elmer. Dave Aranda is an incredible story and a heck of a coach. What's he going to do without Joey McGuire? They're helping him recruit. Because the, the old buzz is Dave Aranda is not the greatest recruiter in the world, but is If a you great listen to ex- his press conferences, you might be able you to might tell know why. why. But Joey McGuire was. So, you know, what's that long-term look like for him? I don't – so I guess my thought is with Oregon, do they have someone on staff that they're like, yeah, this is the guy? Because losing Cristobal hurts a lot. But – yeah, dude, that's there's some bullies out there on the West Coast, right? I don't know what Oregon's going to continue to do, but Justin Wilcox is an alum of Oregon, and they play bully ball at California, even though they suck. You know, the Utah and Kyle Whittingham and what they do? Dude, they made Cameron Rising look like a rock star by just basically running the ball 50 times. It's a good point. Good question. Um... All right, we owe you the Firehouse Subs top five stories today. The show's getting away from us, and I love it. Uh, Heisman Trophy finalists were announced as well. I'll let you know who's in and who's out next. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. You can hit us up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. In fact, we got a busy couple of days as far as road trips are concerned. I'll be up at Air Comfort Solutions in Tulsa on Friday from 9 until noon. Toby's going to be at Tally's. That's the 11th and Yale location. They got two locations of Tally's, or at least they used to. Uh, in Tulsa, but which um, uh, Kindle texted us and said you sounded a little jealous of. Well, let's see here. You've got uh, six to nine at Tally's, twelve to two at Billy Sims Burger, and two to six at Trey's Bar and Grill. I love Air Comfort Solutions, so I'll be fine going there. But and we got cool giveaways, from what I understand. Maybe but, somebody yeah. can bring you a, a gift package. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty jealous of that. I don't know. My son's birthday is Wednesday, so I'm thinking about whether or not I'm going to stay in Tulsa on Friday and go celebrate with him or just get back as soon as I can. There's options out there, Josh Helmer, options. Um, but anyway, that's where we'll be. And then tomorrow I'll be out at Sooner Bowl. we got a great giveaway. Uh, Mandy Hawes and the crew. Mandy Hawes, soccer mom, uh, much like me, soccer dad. Mandy Hawes and the crew have a great giveaway. If you're looking for something to do for your office for the holiday season, get this. Uh, We're going to be giving away a four-lane pizza and pop bowling party. Um, You have to schedule it so it's not just like you show up like, hey, I got 24 people, but that's up to 24 people. Um, 
And if you've maybe procrastinated on scheduling your office party, <clears throat> here you go. Here you go. Or if you're just maybe you got family coming in town and you're thinking, I need to do something during the day with these people. Are you going to drive me crazy? 24 peeps, four lanes, pizza only, and pop. Only requirement has to be in the afternoon, I believe, correct? Sure. And I think Mandy would even be flexible on that as well. So let's get after it. It's time for the Firehouse Subs Top 5 Stories of the Day. It's time for the Firehouse Subs Top 5 Stories of the Day. The Firehouse Sub Top 5. All right, back to some normalcy, even though the Firehouse Subs is 44 minutes late. Uh, my bad. Dude, what's going on in there? I don't like this during my show. What's happening right now? No, this is a, a distraction. What's going on? I don't know. Huh. And I know we have a radio show we're doing in here. Drake locks his door in his office and now is intruding on our Firehouse Subs Top 5 Stories of the Day. All right, 12th Avenue Southeast between Alameda and Boyd inside the Crimson Creek Center. Swing by for lunch today. Now, I don't know if you know this or not, but our personal favorite is the hook and ladder. Why? Because it's classic. Smoked turkey breast, Virginia honey ham, and melted Monterey Jacks are fully involved, which means it comes loaded with mayo, deli mustard, lettuce, tomato, onion, and a kosher dill pickle on the side. And again, if you're outside of the Norman area in Tulsa, Oklahoma City, you can download the app. If you're in Norman, swing by today, dine-in, delivery, or carry-out. Firehouse subs inside the Crimson Creek Center. Let's go. Big story number five. Number five. Heisman finalists announced yesterday. I will say, as a voter, all three of my finalists are on their way to New York. Three of the four. Um, Here is what it looks like. Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama. Who will be who... Who's you voted for to win the Heisman. <laughs> Who, by the way, is going to win the Heisman Trophy on Saturday night. Bryce Young, Aiden Hutchinson from Pitt, Kenny Pickett. Wait, I'm sorry. From Aiden Michigan. Hutch- from Michigan. Kenny Pickett from Pitt and Ohio State C.J. Stroud. So I'm not allowed to talk about my ballot. It's gone very secretive, incognito with everything. Your ballot looks like this. Go ahead. Bryce Young won. Right. Wait, I not maybe. <laughs> Did I tell you I talked to Bryce Young on Saturday or Sunday? Really? That's pretty he awesome. He was really good. I was really impressed. Boy, with he him. played a whale of yeah. a game versus Georgia. Uh Bryce Young won. Right. Kenny Pickett two. Maybe. Aiden Hutchinson three. Maybe. You might have two and three juxtaposed, but I'm not Who's here to, say? Correct. to point yeah. a finger and Who tell knows? you I'm not gonna risk my Heisman bout, which I'm very proud of. But yeah, so the Heisman finalists were named. Three quarterbacks. Listen, I I didn't really have a big problem with Will Anderson or Jordan Davis being left out because they probably took votes from each other. It's the same thing that happened whenever, what, AD didn't win it because mm-hmm. he and Jason White split votes. And I, I'm sorry, but that performance on Saturday hurt both of those dudes yeah. because – you almost as you here's what I looked at as I was kind of over evaluating it a bit and over analyzing it. I thought to myself, it, they got shredded when they went up against a real offense. And you started looking at some of the offenses that George had played throughout the year, and yeah, not good. Anyway, uh, there's your four finalists for the Heisman Trophy. Big story number four. Number four. Now, I'm not here to tell you that we talk a ton about the Oklahoma City Thunder outside of this season, or, you know, guilty, even during this season. But last night, big dub, 
Got that win. Here's a little bit of Mike Mescala for you. Guarded by Isaiah Stewart on a switch. Gives to Mescala. Open. Long angle left three by Mike is on the way. Cha-ching Thunder. Moneyball Moose on the loose in Motown. Oh, gosh. Thunder by four. 101-97. A brilliant fourth quarter. That's not bad. Moose on the loose in Motown. Well done. And then, of course, the final call courtesy of the Oklahoma City Thunder Radio Network. A magical Thunder night in Motown as they surge from 18 back, punctuating their fifth win this season, coming from as many as 16 behind to snap their eight-game skid in Detroit. It's the Thunder mounting a historical rally in the fourth quarter for a 114-103 triumph over the Pistons. Historical? My goodness, man. Thunder had their historical comebacks. 114-103, as you heard. Yep, disappointing. (laughs) Disappointing they were able to get that win. Still, I know this sounds crazy, but as we uh, inch towards Christmas when most people start paying attention to things, only four games out of the playoff mix, two in the loss column. Unfortunately, Shea Gilgis-Alexander is coming back, which is going to make them better, which infuriates Sam Presti. Um, Next game for the Thunder Coming up, uh, seven and sixteen on the season, by the way, against the Raptors. On let's see, what is that tomorrow night? Uh, yeah, tomorrow night, six thirty against Toronto in Toronto. All right, big story number three. Number three. It was, I mean, in a word, pretty disgusting last night between <laughs> between the Bills and the Patriots, but in the end. It was the defense yet again that led the way for the New England Patriots in getting a win in a night where, what, like 50-mile-per-hour wins. It was freezing. It was gross. He takes the step. Patriots come with extra rushers. A throw down the middle, and it's knocked incomplete by Miles Bryant. The Patriots brought Devin McCourty on the blitz, and Allen threw toward the left side of the hash marks at the five, and Miles Bryant, the only player nearby, as he swatted it down. Um, seven straight for the Pats. They're on fire. I'm sorry, top, my, top seed in the AFC. When I download, when I download files, Do-do-do. right, and I had downloaded them all like five minutes ago, and my computer is a little bit cranky on a Tuesday, so it's just acknowledging the downloads after I play them. Um, we got to hit a break. We do. Oh my gosh, it's ten fifty already. All right, um, we'll we'll hear from Bill Belichick and uh, much more on the coaching carousel and BB next. We're in the midst of the firehouse subs top five stories today. I completely lost the clock. I was like Rich Basaccia trying to call timeouts. It's the Plank Show. All right, so it's the Plank Show right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. The ref Tulsa Day on Friday. I am at Sooner Bowl tomorrow. I wonder if Mandy will let me start practicing. I wonder if she'll give me a lane during the during the show to just let me go out and throw some. I need to get that arm ready, man. Gotta gotta, gotta get ready. loose. Um. All right. So big story number two. Um. As we've kind of rolled through a very, I guess you could say, from my perspective, number two. Dragon edition of the Firehouse Subs Top 5 Stories today, where Josh had to remind me, hey, dude, we need a break. Coaching carousel hit full swing yesterday when uh, you heard from Marcus Freeman. Challenges. 
You know, that's something I've always embraced, maybe a little bit of my upbringing. But, you know, what a great challenge. What a great opportunity. You're the head coach at the University of Notre Dame. Um, You get a chance to to live a lifelong dream. This is something that this is a destination, you know, for a lot of people. And so I'm just going to take it day by day. And, And when you think about the challenge in terms of how big it is, I think it can get overwhelming. But when you think about it, taking it task by task, day by day, um, I'm excited to get get after it. Yeah, I loved what he said about being the God. I gotta be the lead recruiter on everybody we're bringing in. I love that. I love that. And then Mario Cristobal uh, officially on his way to Miami. It's okay for people not to understand, and it's okay for people to be upset, and it's okay for people to be happy. I don't judge. When granted an opportunity like I have for the past five years, it's just one hundred percent in all in every ounce, and it's hard can't put it in words the difficulty of moments like this and players and coaches we are in a profession that is as wild and as crazy as untimely as you could ever imagine i don't think there's ever an an answer when a coach leaves that makes people happy and of course no no. big story number one number one number one number one unless you're the fan of the team where the coach is going to right right exactly uh we got more from Brent Venables coming up next hour. We'll hear from the new Sooner head football coach and go in-depth on what he had to say that caught our ear yesterday and what's next. And that'll be a conversation I think that'll be continual until the staff is set and Caleb Williams makes his decision. Plus, man, it was crazy last night in the NFL. We didn't get to go too in-depth, but what a weather matchup between the Bills and the Patriots. Show rolls on right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Stick around.